1380 KCIM Sports presents KCIM Sports Rewind. A look back at the week in high school sports. Brought to you by St. Anthony Rehab Services. Here's sports director Jeff Blankman, John Ryan, and Jeff Honnell. All right, another uh, edition of KCIM Sports Rewind. It's brought to you exclusively, of course, by St. Anthony Sports Performance Program. It's for anybody who wants to excel. They demand more power, more strength. They can benefit from that eight-week workout program called 794-5241. You can be your best preseason, in-season, or off season, or as my golf game would tell you, there is no season at all because it's just that bad. That is true. I I still think maybe this coming spring we should do a, a rewind, you know, eight week program with them and and see how <laughs> the three of us get through it. Uh, Donald, you in for that? And th- and that's why we don't let Blankman think. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll be hearing no more from Jeff Blankman today. Actually, so uh, no, that I, I yeah, I'd be totally down with something like that. But if it's going to improve my golf game, sure, why not? Yeah. Do you golf? I do now. I'm kind of getting back into it. For a while there, I quit because I just wasn't getting any better. And I'm like, I just don't need this frustration in my life. You know? Yep. I don't need the headaches of it. And you walk off the thing and and all mad about the way you golf. And I thought I started riding bike. And I thought I never got off my bike and went, wow, I I, I pedaled really horribly today. (laughs) You know? No. You just pedal. It's a no-brainer. And you get exercise that way, too. Yeah. I went out this time, uh, this uh, summer, with uh, Doug Bass one morning on a Monday. And uh, probably... Fun to do. Yes, with Doug. Yes, it is. I played probably my best round in two years because I hadn't golfed in two years. So it's probably actually <laughs> my best round in about ten years. So I'm thinking that my new strategy for golf is take two years off and then go golf once. Then take two years off and go golf once. It's sort of like the World Baseball Classic. Or yes. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, all right, Honold, how's your golf game? Well, if you talk to the groundskeepers, I'm sure they'll all agree that Alan Blankman takes a couple years off for the course heels. But uh, my golf game is pretty bad right now. I've, I've been golfing on Wednesdays and nine holes, basically, and uh, I've I've uh, gotten worse as the year went on, which is is bad. So I'm I'm not playing very well right now. By the way, the minute I asked Jeff Blankman about your golf game, uh, he laughed. So that's you know. The, the thing I'm hearing is is that Honnold takes enough strokes on those nine to have played 27. So <laughs> I, I am tired. I have to take the next day off. <laughs> yeah, that, I believe it. I believe it. Hey, you know what? You do what? Do it. We're at that age. We can do whatever we want to do. Yes. So. All right. Let's talk about uh, some high school sports, some news and notes here. I was just kind of digging around. Uh, I saw this pop up on my uh, Twitter feed the other day. I follow the USD Volleyball uh, teams and I follow all the USD teams, but the USD volleyball team uh, it has now the longest win streak in Division One college uh, out of anyone. They've won 13 straight uh, in that. They lost to number four Louisville to open up the season, but since then nobody's come close. So they have been just outstanding. They have played really well. And Amy Adams, of course, the yeah. former Kemper Knight. Uh, Senior. Uh, yeah, having a tremendous season. I, I know you printed out their schedule for me here a couple of weeks ago. I was really hoping and still hoping to find a way to be able to get up there and see them. But they always play on Thursday nights and then on mm-hmm. Saturdays a lot of times. And those two nights generally yeah. pretty busy for me. So mm-hmm. it's, it's haven't been able to find a week or a day to get up there yet, but well, hoping to. Latest uh, match they had against Denver, uh, Amy had seven kills, seven blocks yep. in that one. So that's an outstanding stat line. And uh, Honnold, this is this is one athlete you kind of knew watching in high school would definitely fit in on the Division One level. Boy, she had all, all the skills. Uh, she was working on her passing that senior year a little bit. So she you know, never really had to worry about it. But boy, once she got that down, she doesn't have to get off the court very often. She's looking really good. 
Yeah, there's not an area of her game that uh, she hasn't put time in to get better and, and has gotten better over the years. And, and, yeah, definitely can play all the way around. Yeah, that's one of those athletes who was kind of want to update what they're doing in college and yep. things like that. So uh, you got something from the association, correct? I did. The association and union, and it's not a good thing. Um, we've run into some of the issues already this year. Um, luckily, we have officials like a Jeannie Statlander that's willing to take a night where she wasn't scheduled to work and, and go officiate. But we've had some schools here that have had to move dates because of uh, the, the inability to be able to find officials uh, mm-hmm. because we're, we're so low uh, in, in officials here around the state of Iowa and really around the country. But, uh, you know, our concern is is around, uh, you know, the state of Iowa. So this was a press release, and I kind of held it until now put out by both the association uh, and the union as well as the NFHS. Uh, there's an unfortunate trend continuing in Iowa and across the nation that must be addressed, the negative behavior of some coaches, parents, and fans at high school athletic events. Uh, Far too often we see yelling, harassment, disrespect, and even physical assault directed at high school refs, umpires, and other officials uh, during and after games. Often uh, the harassment continues on social media. Uh, Perhaps you've witnessed uh, it uh, firsthand or even engaged, and I will admit I have. Uh, Not only is this behavior unacceptable and embarrassing, but it's also having serious consequences on futures of the high school sports. Just to clarify, you've witnessed it and you've not participated. Not participated. I've witnessed <laughs> yeah, it. Yes. That. Yes. Uh, at this time, some states and some of our own communities are experiencing a critical shortage of high school officials. Uh, I know there are over a hundred officials short right now for what they need to get through the basketball season. Um, wow. So we're running into problems, folks. It's time to get better. Um, uh, the number one reason you guessed it is the behavior of coaches, parents, and fans towards officials. Uh, a national survey, 55% of officials say verbal abuse from coaches, parents, and fans is the number one reason they quit. 59 feel they don't get respected at all. 57% think sportsmanship is getting much worse. Uh, 84% feel officials are treated unfairly by spectators. 46% felt unsafe or feared for their safety during spectator, coach, administrator, or player behavior. So that's just a release put out folks we are going to be losing games if we don't get better in the stands and on the sidelines uh it's it's terrible um at some of the games and some of the sporting events that i go to you know and it's i hate to say it but i think a lot of it comes down to the host school and they're not not that they're not doing it but they have to step up and, and say yes. if somebody says something you're done you're gone yep you need to leave the arena if you are acting in such a way and i know that puts them in a very very hard situation yeah, it does. Uh, it absolutely does. But uh, yeah, and then the other thing is, is people have got to look within. I, I'm going to say this, and it's probably going to make some people mad, but I'm to the point where I, I, I kind of honestly don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, 30, 40 years ago, I think if people would have acted the way they do in the stands today, they'd have looked at themselves and been embarrassed later on. I think today they feel justified in doing it. So we've had a culture change where they can go and be a total jerk in the stands towards you know the, the refs, even towards their own coaches and towards their own players. I, I've seen it this year mm-hmm. where players have been confronted by their own fans after games, um, which is Absolutely un- un- ridiculous. Uncalled for, absolutely. I-, I think today people aren't embarrassed by by how ridiculous they act. And there are times I've sat there and watched people and just kind of shook my head and said, man, I'd be completely embarrassed if somebody showed me the way I act. And I don't think they are embarrassed today. Jeff Honnold, your thoughts on all that? Well, I, 
you know, you want to you want to know how tough a job it is. Do it once, you know. And, and we in club they make us uh, in volleyball. You had the referee, the games you weren't playing, and you realize how tough a job it is. I mean, it's it's quick. You have to make a quick decision, and you're going to make some bad decisions. But, you know, there's more than once I went. Oops. Well, I screwed that one up. But um, you know, it, it's got to get better. It, it's bad. You know, it's really bad. And it's not saying you can't disagree with the call. And you might be able to voice your displeasure, but you don't have to just keep just verbally abusing them. I mean, it's, it's gotten to the point now where, you know, we have to actually have security at the state tournament baseball just to make sure guys can get back and forth. I mean, that's crazy. It, it's, you know, I just, I, it's got to change. And, it, and I think you're right. I think it has to start, people have to start getting run out of the stands. And until that happens, they feel empowered. But once they're, I mean, there's in the old days they got banned, you know, and, and there might be have to be some of that going on. But until people get run, I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, I, th- I think you're correct. Now that that goes for parents and everything else. You don't mm-hmm. have you don't have the right to be there, especially if you're going to do things like that. You don't. <laughs> it's a privilege to go and watch the yes. games, to watch your kids, your friends' kids participate in these games. Uh, so just yeah, just. Remember that next time, and I'm. Hey, I used to be guilty too. I, you get Twitter, I'd say something kind of negative about something, and after a while, I was like, "That's not who I want to be." Right? You know, that's not that's not becoming of anybody. And I think social media is a lot to blame for it. It is, uh, you know. But as you know, I go pretty much every night of the week somewhere, and I've really mm-hmm. noticed a change over about the last ten years. There's always been. You can go back to the days I played in the '80s. There's always been a few. Today, yeah. that number has multiplied dramatically, and, and it's something that needs to get under control. I think uh, you said it a while ago, and, and advice to people out there and parents, your kids, 99.9% of that, not going to be Division One. No. So give up that dream. Well, and, and <laughs> I, know, I, I will say very this. Very few make it on that level. I'm going to tell a quick story, and I'm not going to tell the, the schools that I was talking to, but I went down to the sh- girls' state basketball tournament about four or five years ago. We didn't have anybody playing. I just took a day off and went down to, to sit and watch. And I had some area teams that were there that saw me, and a few of the kids came over and sat you know, by me, and we chit-chatted while we were watching the game. Listening to some of the kids talk about how their parents embarrassed them, um, about how mm-hmm. other parents on the teams embarrass some of their teammates with the way they act in the stands. They're literally, I had kids saying that, you know, so-and-so wishes their parents wouldn't even come because of the way they act in the stands. They're embarrassed by it. You know, when you're doing that, it's out of control. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're not just embarrassing yourself. You're embarrassing your kid when you act a fool in the stands. I have no problem with going and embarrassing a kid in a positive way. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, please, bring it down a level, you know, yeah. not, just yeah. not in that negative way. And yep. I'm honored. I mean, you've got all girls. I'm sure they were like, Dad, come on. Oh, they're still embarrassing me. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's part of the gig if you're a dad. Uh, but, you know, it, it is. And it's hard. I've been, I've been on all sides of it as a coach and as a as a uh, player and, and then as a, as a dad. And, you know, it's hard. You want your kids to win. And, uh, you know, people ask you, how, how can you be on the radio when your kid's playing? You know, you've got to have some self-control when you're there. And it's actually better probably you're, you're less focused on your kid more on the game. But, you know, it, you can disagree. I've had, you know, Gene Statlander and I have had disagreements when I was coaching. You know, we disagreed on a call. You know what? She was right because she got to make the call. I was wrong. You just take it and 
say, I don't, I don't think that's right. So I look at it in the future and you move on and you play. And, and you, you just, it doesn't have to be a fight. It can be a disagreement. You can, you can say, I don't, I don't, I didn't think that call was correct and move on. So and, until we can figure out that we can have disagreements that don't have to just absolutely try to ruin everybody's lives, it's, it's going to be a tough go. I, I will say this, that, that it's different at different levels because you yeah. got college, you know, that's a whole nother level. Yep. And you got pros. That's a whole nother level there where you expect these are some people making their careers out of, out of officiating and things like that. It's okay to criticize officials, right. uh, but it's not okay to take it, make it personal. Right. You know, you can say you disagree with a call. You didn't like that call, uh, but you know, it's a whole nother thing to attack somebody personally in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And, and if you're doing it on social media afterwards, that's, yeah. I, I've you're, seen, you're the problem yeah i've seen people take pictures of of calls and then post them out on social media to to be able to show that it, uh, an official made a bad call and it happens mm-hmm. everybody's human and when you do that what that opens up is the idiots out there to start posting things that shouldn't be said uh, and it becomes a personal attack on those officials so if you take a picture of a call that was not a correct call don't post it don't be that person yeah just, just live. Let it go. Yeah, <laughs> game's over and done to with. Quote Disney or whatever that show is. <laughs> let it go. Yeah. Um, let's talk high school sports. Uh, we've started with football the last couple of weeks. So let's start somewhere else. What else we got going on this week? We'll talk a little uh, girls swimming here real quick. Um, the Carroll girls headed down to Des Moines Lincoln um, on Saturday. Um, had their best, uh, you know, swim of the season. Emma Myers was uh, outstanding for them again. Um, you know, they're. Really really starting to come on. I know they didn't have a meet for an entire week from a Saturday to a Saturday. So that's going to be tough. It is. Uh, when I talked with a Deb Danner, she said that, uh, you know, even though they would like to swim more often and, and all of a sudden here later in the, in, in the season, it'll be like, boom, boom, boom. They'll just be kind mm-hmm. of, you know, dumped on, but um, it, it allowed them to really focus in on the turns, on the starts, on the little fundamental things with a young ball club, um, you know, young swim team that they needed to focus on. And it really, um, helped them out. Zelda DeMoss swam well. Haley Burns swam well. So, uh, you know, you're starting to see them start to turn that corner here about midway through the season. It's kind of like uh, a lot of the other sports. You can practice all one. You can fine-tune. But when the adrenaline of a meet yep. is going on, you know, that's, that's I guess, when all that practice pays off as long as you're mindful of that. You know? Yep. Absolutely. So congratulations to them. They finished on fourth to Saturday um, in a really strong meet. So that's their best finish of the year, scored their most points, had their top most top 10 finishes. You, nice. can, you can start to see that team really starting to come on. Um, Cross-country-wise, uh, Saturday got the chance to go down to Harlan uh, and watch uh, the Kemper team. It's the first chance I've had a chance to see their varsity team run this year. And, and uh, what a race. Uh, you know, it was kind of funny. Ryan North talked about, you know, afterwards that, uh, he thought it was his maybe worst run race as far as when he got to the hills in the kind of that two to three mile range that he felt like he was walking up them. He wasn't literally walking, but just didn't feel like he was good. Didn't feel like he was at his best. Still set his best time of the year by 10 seconds. Um, So uh, it it helps when you have a ton of competition like they did down there. That was a really good meet. Uh, That first mile pace was low fives (laughs) for the the top group. So they, they went out really, really hard and really, really fast. But he ran well. 
Jacob Graving really ran ran well. Kemper Boys ran well as a team. On the girls' side of things, Marie Day was outstanding. Um, she set her personal best of that day as well by about seven seconds. Uh, Julia Canny ran really well. So overall, both the, the Kemper girls and boys ran well. Uh, and we've got some really good teams this year. Uh, ICAM Annex girls and boys are fantastic. Um, they're deep. Um, you got a ton of runners on both sides for the girls and the boys that are really having uh, great seasons. Caden Keller uh, won a meet last year and won it by about, or last week I should say, and won it by about 30 seconds. So kind of ran away from everybody. So most of those teams going to be over South Central Kemper. Um, and I came in and we'll be at Dennis and Schleswig tonight. Uh, it was kind of funny. You could hear the camper kids talking. There's one area there at Dennison where you come out of the bowl and you have to run up to where the soccer field. So you run up. It's not a real long one, but it's like this steep, you know, 20 foot, almost straight up hill. Uh, and they were kind of joking that here comes the hill on Tuesday. So yeah. That's, oh, yeah. You kind of know where I'm talking. Uh-huh. It's that road that they run across that road that kind of brings you in from the, the east to, to the high school there. Yep. Know exactly what you're talking about there. So that, that, would, that would be is – that, is that the end of the race? No. Uh, they still got ways to go. They, 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 they come – they start, and then they go – out up a hill and then they kind of run around out in the soccer and they come back down into the field uh, down there in the bowl and then they run back up that hill and go back out to the soccer area and then they swing out to the east and then they come back and finish at least coming down a little bit of a hill. I was going to say that would be insult to injury if that's like at the very end of the race. <laughs> that would just be like oh now you're just cruel. Yes. Kids, so. Yeah. Especially that late in the race. Yeah. We got volleyball and football to talk about. We're going to do that coming up next on KCIM Sports Rewind. As athletes at your house prepare for hard work and fun of the season, remember that St. Anthony Rehab Services provides physical therapy for any sports injury that may sideline your member of the team. Sports injuries can plague kids of all ages and keep them from playing the sport they love. Athletes will be under the direct supervision of a certified and licensed healthcare professional in the newly renovated sports performance facility. If an injury is keeping your athlete out of the game, call St. Anthony Rehabilitation Services at 794-5000 for sports injury and treatment rehab. Hi, this is Ryan Higgy, and I bought my F-150 from New Way Auto. I have a philosophy of shopping local stays local. You see New Way Ford trying to give back to local charities and sponsoring events and all of that stuff. So the process with New Way, and specifically Kyle, was very easy for me. It was very hands-off for me. I sent him a list of what I wanted to be a feature, and he went and found. And he didn't call me until what I wanted was in his hands. The process of buying the car was very easy, very seamless. It was already for me before I even showed up. That vehicle was exactly what I wanted. Another the reason that I wanted to buy from New Way Ford was for warranty forever and the free oil changes for life. We won't own another vehicle without warranty forever. Knowing that we're supported if anything breaks down is absolutely key. Advice on buying a new vehicle would be to look at New Way Auto first. I am Ryan Hagee and I am a New Way Auto customer for life. New Way Auto Group, home of warranty forever. It is. KCIM Sports Rewind with the, the house band, Bad Authority here, bringing us back in. They are so good. Mm-hmm. we got to get them in here live, man. We do. One time. We'll make it work. <laughs> I'm not sure they're going to want to drag all their stuff in here for like the, the 15 seconds we let. Yeah. <laughs> we have them play the bumper song back into it. but We'll have to let them do like one song acoustic or something like that, you know. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll try to get that schedule going on. All right. Let's uh, football, volleyball. Where do we want to start? Uh, let's start volleyball beans. We've kind of started football the last uh, few weeks. Um, 
Last night, Kemper went over to the Roland Story Tournament, uh, ended up dropping a match to Roland Story, but finished 3-1 and one on the night with uh, wins over Prairie City Monroe and, and uh, Marshalltown and, and a good South Harden ball club. Uh, Jeff, this Kemper team sitting 26-4 and four right now on the year. Uh, awfully good start to the season. Uh, you know, and, and they're playing extremely well, so no knock on them here, but the, that consistency, I think, is, is that thing that they're maybe still searching for. I would call it sneaky good. Uh, you know, I heard that 26-4. and four. You know, we, we hear about them losing to South Central and to, to Rolling Story, and you start looking at, well, they're losing to ranked teams. You know, that's, that's not all bad. Um, you know, I, I, think you're, I think you're finally starting to see some consistency. Um, probably want just a little bit more when you're playing the ranked teams, but they're getting there. Uh, again, playing a lot of young kids as well. I, I really look for these guys here in the next few weeks to be dangerous. Uh, it'll be interesting when the seedings come out, but this is a team uh, in, in uh, late October. I don't think you want to be around. Well, and the interesting thing is playoffs start here in just a, a few weeks. So we're, we're literally just October the 17th, I think, if I remember right, is what I told you is, is when the playoffs start. So pairing's hopefully going to be out in about a week or a week and a half. So we'll find those out soon. The Knights will be home tonight against Glenwood. Um, a chance to kind of further their lead right now in the Hawkeye 10 conferences. They're sitting in first place. Say, so how is that How is that matchup for Kemper? Is it really going to help? Or is it Glenwood up and down this year? Glenwood's down a little bit. They're coming in about 11 and 17 on the year right now so I mean they're caught the competition they're playing is really good as well so uh, probably better than maybe what their record indicates but this is certainly a match that if Kemper goes out and plays the way they're capable of they should come home with a victory tonight uh Carol Tigers uh, kind of struggling a little bit right now. Seven and seventeen on the season. Went over to the Nevada tournament on Saturday and and uh, picked up just one set win, uh, not a match win. Going zero and four on the day. And and Jeff right now just kind of they're they're struggling. And I think it's a mental thing. I think that they're I think they're fatigued mentally. I think they're they're working so hard to try and figure out how to kind of get things going that uh, it's starting to wear on them a little bit. Yeah, and I think, you're, you know, you talked about Deb Danner was back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. They're in that uh, streak right now where they've had a couple games a week and every weekend tournaments, and mentally you're, you're tired, you want a break, and, and you don't get it, and uh, you're not playing really well. Uh, that makes it even tougher. And, you know, they're a scrappy team. They don't give you anything easy, and they don't get blown out very often, but they just can't quite put everything together to uh, to get those victories. They're they're not as bad as their record looks, but they're also not as consistent as they need to be to get the wins. And um, very athletic group of kids. I think they can figure it out, but, you know, they just got to figure out how to, one, protect the center of the court. That donut area seems to be attacked on them pretty heavily. And, and then just kind of get that pass and get consistent. And, you know, uh, you, Jeff mentions how busy they've been. They, they they play again tonight after playing Saturday. They head to Green County. That'll be the fourth straight week uh, that they've been at a tournament. So, uh, as he said, uh, you know, kind of physically, mentally, they they need that where they get a Tuesday, Thursday mm-hmm. off or maybe not have a weekend tournament. And I think this Saturday is their last, if I remember correctly, maybe their, their last weekend tournament. So maybe uh, that'll bode well for them down the stretch. Two other teams uh, right off the top of my 
head-to-head playing, I, I think, really good volleyball right now, Jeff, and that is uh, Glidden Ralston. They have uh, been uh, fantastic this year, uh, hitting the ball extremely well with Lauren Holzing, Paige Clucky, and Vanessa Kaler up front. Uh, Tyler Jansen's been fantastic in the back row, along with Ashlyn Tiggis and Summer Toms, who's playing all the way around for them, and then you you, you know you throw in uh, Addie Bell, etc., and, and they're looking really, really good right now. They play a good brand of volleyball, and then you and I were just chatting, I think it was maybe yesterday afternoon about Audubon uh, and the job that Molly's doing down there. Molly Lang, their, their um, head coach for this year, and, and uh, that's a team that uh, has a chance to really make some noise when the 1A playoffs roll around. Yeah, you look at them and, uh, you know, you, you look at their record, you go, oh, how hum then realize how they're playing, they're playing up most of the time. And uh, you look at that, when they get into that 1A, they're tough. I mean, they came to the Carroll Tournament and, and, and played a lot of really good teams tough. So uh, I look for that team to be a really good playoff team. And, and you look at Glenn Ralston, you know, that's not a big surprise. I mean, those kids start when they're in fourth and fifth grade, and, and most of them understand or taught right. They know how to pass. They know how to do things correctly. So it's just kind of feeding into it. So I, I'm not surprised about Glenn Ralston, but – but yet, uh, you know, again, another team that I think down the stretch here is just getting better and better and better. Yeah, Molly Ball going to be coming to the postseason, like you said, Jeff, real soon here. Yeah, state is uh, pretty much just a month away, October 31st uh, through November the 3rd, if I remember the, the dates correctly. But it's that Monday through Thursday uh, of that week where it starts October the 31st. So, yeah, we're, we're about a month away from the state mm-hmm. portion, portion of the season. All right, let's talk a little football. Both Carroll and Kemper postings convincing wins on Friday night. Tell you what, these two teams are rolling right now. Yeah, Kemper jumps up three spots to number seven in the rankings this week. I thought Carroll High would jump in, but they're sitting at number 11, according to the AP, just outside of the top 10. But I'm going to start with the Tigers. That was the game that I filmed um, for our, our video package uh, uh, powered by New Iota Group on, on Friday night. And, you know, Boynton Rock Valley comes in, one of the perennial powers, uh, in, not just in, in, in northwest Iowa, but around the state of Iowa. Last year, runner-up, losing to Harlan in the state championship game, district champion. Uh, I know they were 2-2 two and two coming in, but uh, wow, did, did, did the Carroll Tigers just absolutely put it to them. 19 to nothing at half, got up 35 to nothing in the third. Um, just absolutely dominated that game. Couple of early interceptions, got the running game going. Jeff, I know you were watching, uh, you know, my uh, shoddy camera work, but. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, we we got to get better cameras. Uh, yes, we do. And normally we have good cameramen, but you had an inexperienced guy on Friday. But uh, um, what a performance by the Tigers. Yeah, there for a while I thought it had vertigo going on, but it was just playing the camera. <laughs> uh, you know, I've watched Carroll a couple times now, and I really like the offense. It's not sophisticated, but Coach Rowe has them hitting that hole quick. It's not it's not a, a slow-developing run. It's hit the hole quick, get up the field, and then after that it's all gravy yards. And, uh, you know, you got two really, really good running backs in there and, and know their role and know what they're doing. Um I think this I think this running game can can play just about anywhere. Uh, you know, it's one of those deals that can it can play in the rain, it can play play in the wind. Uh, you know, and they're just efficient enough in passing. This team is is uh, is surprising. Um, I don't think anybody saw this coming along, but uh, you know, everybody had confidence in Coach Rowe, and I, I think this is what you're finally seeing year two 
what he was building on last year, and uh, you're starting to see the fruits of it. It's a really good football team, and then that defense is just outstanding. I mean, they are attacking. They're all over it. And Of course, this isn't a Boyd and Hull team, as, as you and I talked, Jeff, that is a normal Boyd and Hull team. They're big. They're fast. They just don't seem to have everything together. Uh, the tests are coming up. Looks like uh, Sergeant Bluff Luton might be getting some stuff together, and, and Bishop Heelan's kind of up and down. So, um, you know, a couple more wins in this district, and you're looking pretty good. I tell you what, I looked at the scores. Class 3A, District 1, Carroll's class. Where's the offense? <laughs> Carroll High wins 35 nothing. Okay. Heelan beats MOC Floyd Valley 7-6. to And then Sergeant Bluff Luton defeats Sioux Center 28-6. to Incredibly low-scoring games. Yeah, defenses uh, maybe figuring some things out. I'm okay. I don't mind low-scoring no, games. I yeah, I don't mind it either as long yeah. as they're well played. Yes, but I'm not sure that that's the case. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and Jeff's right. Sergeant Bluff getting their quarterback back, their All-State quarterback after he missed the first four games will be an interesting one. Uh, you know, I think Heelan knocking off MOC Floyd Valley, who was probably the district favorite coming into this week, um, will open up the eyes for the Carroll Tigers coming off that big one over Boy. So that should help them. So, but uh, let's jump to Kemper here real quick. Uh, and yeah. I'll say on this one, where's the defense in this district? Yeah. <laughs> the score is fifty-seven to six. Kemper trainer shuts out Isak fifty-five to nothing, and Underwood sixty-eight to twelve over. And Maple Valley, Anthony Oner, Charo, cute. And, and I think what it's saying is is that those three teams that won are just that far above mm-hmm. right now. And, and sorry, ESAC, I, I know they fell the trainer 55 to nothing, but uh, they are struggling some this year, and, and things will certainly get better for them. But Kemper looks really good uh, defensively. They've been always good all season, and the offense uh, really starting to come around. Um, they had like... 12 different guys catch a pass the other day. Three different quarterbacks threw a touchdown pass on the game. So uh, this Kemper team, absolutely for real. Their test still coming up. Um, they've got uh, Trainer and Underwood uh, coming up in uh, mm-hmm. weeks number uh, seven and eight. So uh, we'll, we'll find out kind of exactly where they sit. I, I still think that it's them, Underwood, for the district championship. Uh, but we'll find out exactly where they sit here coming up in a couple of weeks. Yeah, Jeff Honnold, as you take a look at this district, I mean, it's going to be interesting to get you really have a good gauge on who is the best in that district between Kemper, Trainer, and Underwood? No, I, I don't think you're going to know until they play each other. Um, it, you know, you can't look at the scores. I, I, I think they're all pretty equal. It's going to be a fun, a fun matchup. And then you look at that East Sac. I mean, talk about being front loaded. I mean, their their schedule again this year, same as last year. They get beat up. Uh, first half of the season, then they they come back and got some winnable games in the second half. If you can just keep your head up long enough to get there, so uh, tough tough district. That that one should be fun. Uh, was there only two to get out of that? That or three to get out of that? So that should be yep. interesting to see what all happens there. Yeah, actually four get out of it, if I remember correctly. Tyler and I just looked at it uh, yesterday. So uh, eight-man or uh, 1A, 2A, 3, and uh, one, excuse me, A, 1A, 2A, I, I think I'll take the top four out of the district. So um, chances, uh, you know, for some of these other teams to still get in there. Uh, three other teams want to mention real quick because uh, we're running out of time here. South Central Calhoun. Still kind of up and down, down eight to six on the road to Eagle Grove at halftime, but dominated the second half, went on to a 49 to 14 victory. Uh, and then kudos to Arweva, picked up their third straight win as they're sitting above 500 now on the year. Uh, and they've got a winnable game coming up again this week. And then Glenn Ralston picks up their second straight win. They're sitting at three and two on the season as well, really starting to turn the corner and figuring it out. Uh, I know Audubon, Coon Rabbits, Baird, both a loss last week. That means this week's game that I'll have down in Audubon between 
between those two. Uh, going to be a huge, huge game simply because uh, the loser, more than likely, probably not going to be in the playoffs. I was going to say, that's a knockout game, isn't it? Yep, pretty much. All right, and uh, IKM Manning struggling a bit against Tri-Center. Final there was 44 to nothing. So, uh, games coming up this week. What are you looking forward to? Um, that Ottoman Coon game, I think, is going to be a, a really good matchup uh, simply because, as you said, it is a knockout game. Um, South Central Calhoun at South Hamilton, to me, is probably the district championship game. Uh, we'll see how Helan uh, plays after getting that win over MOC Floyd Valley when they host Carroll. Um, and, and I think the, uh, the the Kingsley Pearson Glidden Ralston game could have an impact on that district and, and who might be fighting for that third place spot behind probably New Alfonda and, and Remsen St. Mary's. All right. That is a wrap up once again this week. It's KCIM Sports Rewind. You can catch a podcast available on the website and the mobile app here coming up in just a few more moments.